Welcome to Beyond the Nest, a podcast for empty nesters. I'm Michelle Evans, a certified life coach, and this is my specialty. We'll talk to experts, share stories, and offer tips on how to cope with empty nest syndrome, find new hobbies, stay connected with adult children, give back to the community, and most important, improve your life. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have a guest with me today. His name is Lane Tucker. And I have known Lane for a number of years, and I've hired him as a guide for myself on some of my own adventures. So I was really grateful that he was willing to come on and answer some questions and help everybody get out there and get outside. He has been in the recreation industry in some form or another since he started working as a lifeguard at the age of 14. He loves the outdoors and hands-on teaching, and so guiding and instructing just fit really well. In 2017, he worked a side hustle guiding people rock climbing and backcountry skiing, which turned into his full-time passion in 2020. His guide shop is called Tucker High Adventure Tours, and it's located in Beaver, Utah. Welcome, Lane. Hi, thank you for having me. This is going to be so fun because Lane knows me personally. So some (laughs) some of these questions, they might get sketchy. We'll see. All right. So for someone who is just kind of in midlife and they want to start outdoor adventuring, what are some good activities that they could consider starting with that are relatively safe and easy? So nothing too scary right out of the gate. I would say hiking. So just physically a small walk in the park and then just kind of increase your hikes from there. Find hikes that you can do that are relatively mellow as far as like where you're going to, how steep you're going to go, how long you're going to go and you'll see how you love that. I always like to find a hike that will take me somewhere, even if it's an out and back. So if it's a short hike to a waterfall or a short hike to a Vista, those are the ones I like. Other than hiking, what about like rafting? Rafting would be a great one. You can find a ton of different companies you can do and you can do different size rivers. A really fun one in our area would be the Severe River. It's a couple hours of rafting. You get some fun rapids. They just take care of you. You're shuttled back and forth. That would be a great way to start. Then you've got like daily trips over in Moab. If you're in Utah area and then you can jump into Grand Canyon trips. Those are multi-week long trips with a lot of hiking and you're on a rowboat and I've done a few of those myself and they are amazing. That's a great thing to work up to. And it's just, that's a different world. So that's a fun one. Another one is, you know, a lot of people don't think this one is, they think it's a little bit crazy, but rock climbing. If you go with a guide and you do top rope rock climbing, you are very safe with everything that goes into it. All of the ropes are there for your safety. And so rock climbing is also a really fun one that I've gotten a lot of people like comfortable with doing some things that may be pushing their fears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went rock climbing with Lane. I've been actually a number of times. And what's so funny to me is I always think that it's going to be taxing on my legs, but it's my fingertips. Like they get so worn out. I'm like, how do you do exercises for your fingertips? Let me lift some weights here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, lift lift little weights or like grab your door jams, you know. Yeah. And do pull-ups on door jams. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pull-ups like that would happen ever in a lifetime. <laughs> okay. So I am a total gear junkie. As a matter of fact, I can't even go into Lane's shop without buying something. I love <laughs> gear. But what would you say is the most basic thing that you need to get started without all the heavy investments? Like what would be just the basics to get out the door? A water bottle. Just I know that sounds kind of silly, but a water bottle. One that you're comfortable with, one that you, that's not too heavy. I love the, the big thermal, whatever water bottles that keep your water cold all day. Those are great for being around the shop and stuff, but a Nalgene, something light that you can hike with comfortably is a great thing. The next thing is some sort of a pack, either a fanny pack or a small backpack, something that's comfortable that fits you. And that's important. There's so many bags out there that people just kind of deal with, but get something that's comfortable and fits you just for the day. And then you can put snacks and you can put everything else in as, as needed. Okay. I always like to have a backpack because I like to have my phone so that I can, it's accessible. I can take pictures. Yeah. And definitely having enough water. That's so important. Okay. Have you guided a lot of women's groups? I do. They're fun for some reason. I think that I'd enjoy the women's groups because they're a little bit more vulnerable and they're not so, yeah, I'm just going to do this. And so that they're willing to learn. Hmm. A lot of times when I take like, and it starts young. So even like Boy Scout groups. So taking a Boy Scout group climbing, a lot of them are like, yeah, I know. Where, you know, and you're like helping them with their harness. They're like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. But I'll take like women's groups, especially moms are great because they're like, I need the help. What do I do? They're usually safer with things. And <laughs> yeah, they have a heightened sense of self-preservation. Yes. Where a lot of times men don't, and I don't know if that ever goes away or when it starts, but I've seen it as really young and my dad still is in there in that category where he's like, ah, we'll be all right. Okay. I'll figure it out. So what are some things that you've seen when you've been guiding women's groups, like some of their things that have come up that they've just obstacles that they've been able to overcome? What kind of things have you seen? Uh, a lot of it has, has been, so like take canyoneering, for example, you know, canyoneering, you're, you're hiking around to the top of a canyon and then you're repelling through typically a slot canyon. Getting people over that first edge as you're repelling down into something that there's no return from. It's not like, it's not like going to a repelling little cliff where you can be like, oh, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to walk around. So having them come up with the acceptance that this is what we're doing and this is where we're going has been a, a big challenge for a lot of people, but I've seen some really awesome experiences. I've heard some really funny comments at the top of a repel of people just kind of panicking and freaking out. And, and then just their acceptance of like, this is how we're doing it. This is what we're going to do has been pretty awesome. Yeah. So when somebody is going over the ledge for the first time, how do you talk them basically off the ledge? How do you talk them like down so that they will go if they have a lot of fear. Typically what I'll do is a lot of like eye contact. So their focus is right on me and I'll just get close and we'll talk about, 
accomplishing hard things. Like, if we can accomplish this as a hard thing, like it helps set us up in life. So I kind of give prep talk, you know, pep talks of like, this is a bigger life lesson that we can like take these small steps, even though we can't see what's coming. Because a lot of times that turning around and looking down is what's terrifying people. So if we can focus on something that's positive, that is helping us through. And as I do that and I inch closer, people have their bubble and they'll inch back. And then they just kind of get on past that ledge a little bit. Mm, That's cool. So that just brought up something for me. How do you apply this to like regular life? Like if they're going off the ledge and they're doing something hard, how can they take that with them so that they are able to expand in their regular life? What fits most with this is like, we can do hard things. Okay. We are here on this earth, figure things out, regardless in what you believe religiously without, we have to go through hard things regardless. And if we can put ourselves in a safe situation to tackle a hard thing, then we know that as we get into different trials or things that come up in our life, that's a metaphor for, I was able to do this. I was able to throw myself off a cliff and deal with it and be okay and come out stronger for it. So I can do that with this accident that we just had. I now need to figure out, I survived that. I can survive this. We're going to move forward with this, this, and this. So being able to do hard things is probably the biggest thing that we can do. I took a bunch of kids backpacking and we climbed over a thousand feet of elevation in less than a mile with like 60 pound packs. And the whole time is like, is this the hardest thing you've ever done? And 90% of the kids are saying, yes. And we got up to the top and the joy that they all had, like how excited they were was amazing because they accomplished that huge task. And so it's like, I climbed a mountain. I can do my math test. I don't know what real problems they have at the moment in their life, but, but uh, accomplishing hard things is, is huge. And I talk about that a lot. So I just recently did a, I summited Baldy, which is one of the three highest peaks in Beaver County in Utah. And I've been trying to bag that peak for five years. And it was so funny because we rode our horses in, then we camped. And then I I thought it was, it's just right there. And I started (laughs) hiking and it wasn't just right there. We got to there and then it wasn't there. It was still quite a ways further, probably three more like there's before we actually arrived at the top. So that's one of the things that when I considered with my life is where exactly is there? And why does mm-hmm. it always feel like we're trying to get there, but we never seem to arrive? And then the same thing happened on our way down. It was so funny because we thought we were a lot closer than we were. And then I was like, wait, what? We have to hike another. And these are not, these are not small hills. These are like very no. steep, very shaly, very not great footing. So cognitively, I had to be so dialed in. So I didn't like hurt myself coming out because I was tired. But it it was something that I was reflecting on after is just 
we're always chasing there. And it's okay that there isn't where we think it is. Like, it's always going to be probably a little bit further. Yep. Okay. So what are your favorite snacks to pack when you're going for like a day? My favorite snacks are, I'm a sweet junkie. And so I like taking Jolly Ranchers. One, it gives me something to suck on just to have some flavor so I don't get dry mouth this quickly. So, and there's a little bit of flavor when I'm drinking my water because I'm not a water fan. I like juices and far too much soda, stuff like that. So Jolly Ranchers are my number one on any hike, mountain bike, any adventure, like backcountry skiing. I usually will have a couple Jolly Ranchers in my hip pocket of my backpack. The next thing is just a, a good old granola bar. Probably my favorite because it is more of a sweet granola bar than anything is Sunbelt chocolate dipped coconut granola bars. Does that they get, get a little messy. Yeah, that's it does. Messy. Just lick off the package. It's chocolate. It's okay. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> so those are probably my two favorite for like just a regular outing. And then good old trail mix with extra M&Ms is always, is always my next favorite. And then if I'm going to be doing something like I'm going to do a backpacking trip this weekend and then in a couple of weeks, I'll take Cliff Bars just because they've got a lot of calories. They're heavier. Sometimes if you are hiking all day, they're a little dry and hard to get down if you're not guzzling water with it. But just for the nutritional value, those are good. And there's, and not Cliff Bars, the brand necessarily, but those type of high calorie, nutritious, more nutritious, I'll say that because they're not the most nutritious, but more nutritious bars like RX Bar, Cliff Bar, Built Bars. So some of those, just find a flavor that you like because nothing's worse than like buying the variety pack, throwing some in your bag and then getting down to, for me, it's the white chocolate macadamia nut Cliff Bars. I'll start. Mm. Find something that you like. Well, and I don't, when I'm doing something like really strenuous, I get hungry, but I'm not starving. And Mm -hmm. I don't want anything heavy that's just going to sit in my stomach. So my favorite things to take are like right now, especially are cherries just because they're in season. But I usually will take a fruit and I just put them in those snap-on containers. Uh, They're like so refreshing. Watermelon. I love watermelon. Any kind of fruit. I also like to take carrots because of the crunch, which sounds so funny, but I love that kind of stuff. And then my absolute go-to favorite is a baby bell cheese. I always have two or three of those. Those are good. And because they're in wax, they don't sweat like string cheese does. And Uh so if I'm backpacking, you know, two, three, four days, I'll take those because they'll last and they don't get gross and they don't. I mean, it's cheese, so it's like, so good. Yeah. Okay, so you like to take Jolly Ranchers and then water. Do you take any other kind of drinks with you? I'll usually take an electrolyte drink with me. So you can go as basic as like a Gatorade powder and I'll throw it in a snack pack Ziploc and just kind of add the flavor. And then I think that's usually about it. That's usually what I take. It's, it's pretty basic. 
I have had some pretty good liquid IVs, different things like that. Just something with a little bit more vitamins and a little bit more electrolytes to help give you a boost. So I will always have that because electrolytes are a good, a good addition to the water. So I was on an all day adventure and I had taken electrolytes like Gatorade and stuff before, but there was a girl that was with us and she said that she had salt tablets. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like I've never taken salt tablets. And she goes, okay, well, halfway through the day, when you start to feel really ornery and you start getting mad at your friend, you should probably take some salt tablets. And I was like, really? Like, is that a thing? And she goes, oh yeah, hundred percent. You'll notice yourself the longer you go. And so I was like, okay. So anyway, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I started getting like in all up in my head. I was like, I hate my life. My friends aren't fun. Why aren't they doing everything I think they should be doing? I was creating all of this struggle in my, and I was like, wait a minute, why am I getting so ornery? I'm going to take two salt tablets. So I took them and it was like within 10 minutes, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. Yeah. You lose a lot of sodium sweating and it's, that's a great way to replenish. Yeah, you really do. And it is something you want to notice. And by the way, we are not sponsored by any supplements. These are just our own personal favorites. So I take liquid IV. I throw those in my pack. I always have salt tablets, not a ton, but a few, because you never know. One other thing that I want to mention is if you're going on a hike and you're not sure how long it is, I think it's always beneficial to take a water filter with you. Because I have run out of water a couple of times, not very often, but a few, and always towards the end. But it's a little bit sketch where I'm like, mm -hmm. I should have a filter because I could just get grab some water out of the stream because I'm not going to stick my head and suck the stream up. I guess if I was on death's door, of course I would. But normally I, I, I definitely would filter. And that even happened this week. I told my husband when we came out, I have an adventure journal that I do like a post adventure report and what I took that I didn't need, what I needed that I didn't take. And that was one of the items was always throw in a water filter, even if it's just one of those straws. Because Yeah, the straws are great. They're lightweight. They're easy to, to have. I always tend to have water left over, but I don't drink enough. Like, I know I don't. I preach, preach, preach. Everyone make sure you're drinking. Everyone make sure you're drinking. Everyone make sure you're drinking. And at the end, I still have half a bottle and everyone's like on their second. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have been doing that. Yeah. So, but I, I'm trying really hard to drink more. But when I was down in the Grand Canyon, like if you leave camp for any hike, whether it be a two mile hike, a 200 yard hike, they want you to have like a gallon of water just because you're in the Grand Canyon. It's sticking hot. Yeah. But you, you have plenty of water, even if you're stepping away from camp for what seemed like, oh, it's just a little jaunt over here. They're like, where's your water? Yeah. I left it at camp. We're not going that far. They're like, nope, stop, get your water. Cause it's just, it's safer. So I, and I'm always on like, I'd rather have a heavy pack going out and drink the water and, and a little bit lighter on the way back in. So extra water is a good thing to have. My uncle does a trick. And so if you're with friends, this is a great thing to do. Share your water at first to make your pack the lightest right away. And then when they start getting their water out later, 
even share their water. So they carry more water longer and you have a lighter pack. You're just a terrible friend. <laughs> no, like my uncle would do that all the time. He's like, here, I don't worry about getting your water out here. Have some of mine. Don't worry about getting your <laughs> What the heck? And then he's like, yep, now my pack's lighter than everyone else's. I'm like, you jerk. So if somebody's sharing their water, you know what's up. Huh? Oh, that's too funny. Oh, this has been great. So I have some rapid fire questions for you. So okay. these are totally off the cuff. So we're going to see what Lane can come up with. This might be kind of funny. What is the funniest thing that's ever happened on a trip that you've guided? I had a very, gosh, I don't know the right word, like very straightforward lady say you drop the F word to me while going off of a repel, something I never thought she would say. And then like immediately she stopped. Like she like, I said, never tell anybody about this. (laughs) So I'm not going to mention names. But it was hilarious to me. I don't know why that was so funny, but that's very memorable. And then immediately on that particular repel, she left her feet a little too long and ended up upside down for a second. And it was just, that was hilarious to me. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So what is one adventure that you personally still want to do? Gosh, I still want to do, oh, there's so many. I'm trying to think like a good, going. I want to ski off of Belknap and or Baldy. So I want to ski off all the major peaks in the Tusher range. Woo. That would be intense. I hiked mm-hmm. Baldy. I cannot imagine skiing it. It was so steep. But yeah, you're above my ski level. So but make sure you tag me in photos when you go. Okay. Okay. And what do you think is the biggest thing that prevents people from starting doing outdoor adventures and how do they overcome it? A lot of people, I would say just not knowing how or where to start. They're like, oh, that looks like fun, but I don't know how to do that. Where can people find you? Where are you hanging out? It's hard to find me. That's the best part about my job. No. So finding us like our website, as far as you're looking for information, so tuckerhighadventuretours.com. And then we're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all, all under TuckerHighAdventureTours.com. Yep. Cool. Thank you so much. And I will list your contact information where people can find you also in the show notes so that they awesome. can link directly to your Instagram and your website and they can find out more about you or if they are interested in booking a trip. Do you have any promotions going on right now that you want to share also with my audience? Oh, so, so on top of like the self propelled adventures we do, we also rent and guide razors. And this year we're, it'll be our first year doing this, but we're doing an all inclusive three day, two night razor tour. So we're going to go mostly on the Paiute one. We're going to leave right from Beaver and do a, a big razor tour. We've got tents, sleeping pads. All the cooking will be included and that will get you taken care of for a whole trip and then wrap, do a big loop and wrap back around into Beaver. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So all inclusive, who does the cooking? I do the cooking and then like, it would probably be my dad. So we, we've been Dutch oven cooking for a long time. Cooking's pretty good. 
So somebody can come, go on a razor tour. They don't have to cook. They don't have to do dishes. Nope. Well, yeah, you do have to do your own dishes. Oh, I'm a oh. cook, not a maid. Oh, okay, okay. So they're going to wash their own plates, but who's who's cleaning the Dutch ovens? Oh, we'll clean all the Dutch ovens. You just have to just your plate and your fork. Oh, okay, okay. Totally. That's doable. So I want to clean the Dutch ovens. No, I, 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 I've, I'm well-versed in cleaning Dutch ovens. We'll take care of that. Okay, so that sounds so much fun. And that is something that you could do without having a ton of experience. And you don't even have to be super physically fit because you're in a razor and you're driving most of the time. And yep. so, yeah, that's amazing. And the Paiute Trail is incredible. So I cannot speak highly enough of it. If you haven't been, it's definitely something you want to put on your bucket list. And Tucker High Adventure Tours will get you covered. That's going to be cool. All right, everybody. This has been a great episode. I hope you took notes. I hope that this is helpful. And we would love to have you drop us a rating on the podcast and also go follow us on Instagram. Have a great day. We will see you next week. Bye.